Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I want to welcome back to the studio, Paul Jameson. How you doing? Hey, Pete. Jameson Realty. Uh, what's I forget? You do the weekend show. What's the what do you call your show? I forget. Your real estate today. Your two real p.m. Today. Saturday. Yep. Two p.m. Saturday. So you can catch it here on WBT, uh, as well as the podcast comes right to your smartphone or tablet. You can get that at WBT.com as well. Um, but I'm not here. Well, initially, first we're gonna. We, we, I do want to ask you some questions about real estate stuff and the market and housing market issues and all that. But first. The reason why we got you in here is because last year was the first year I got to go and hang out with you for the uh, Positively Matthews event. Mm-hmm. Great event. This was, And that was the first one since the pandemic, right? Correct. So looking at this year, compare it to last year. Because I remember last year it was like you're kind of ramping back up after being offline. Yeah, there was a dog flu last year, too. Oh, that's that right. going around, remember? Yeah. So the dogs were wearing masks. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> The N95 things. No. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So uh, this is an event for for dogs, but people too. Uh, don't just drop your dog off and let him run around. Uh, you got to, you know, you come there too because you got all of these great vendors that do all of these awesome services or products for dogs, yeah, right? right. Now, and so tell us. We'll go back over the history. How did you? Uh, how did you start this up? Well, you know, it's every year. I, I you know, how on Facebook you get pictures like back from the past. So about a week ago, I got the one from back in 2009 when we started this thing. Okay. And what was fun, we started in the backyard of my office and it was there to benefit my son. My son is now 30 years old, but socially he had some challenges, but animals are such a great thing to relate to that I thought, well, let me bring those two things together. Let me bring animals together and let me bring people together so that he can can express the love of animals while being around people and interacting. So Did it work? It did. Yeah. We had 100 people that came to the very first one. We had three vendors. We had a vet, we had Costco, and we had a pet mortuary. So that's all I soup, could get. Soup to nuts, though. That's right. I right. mean, you got all you got and, the beginning, you got the end of the. It's all there. That's yeah. right. We had a clown to the game <laughs> that still comes to this day. The that's same awesome. clown. He came, and we had a little ice cream truck. But we marched around the backyard, had a little parade. We had a judging. Uh, people brought turtles and cats and dogs. We had a great time. So it was more than just dogs. At that time. At yes. that time. Well, I mean, it's contained. You're in a little space in your backyard. It's, yeah, you probably yeah. didn't need the permitting and all that, all yeah. of that. Um, so then, all right, now you, you did this one time. Did you have the idea at, at the first event, like, hey, we should do this more often every year. We're going to do it again next year. Did you say that? Yeah, I mean, it progressively started to grow and get popularity. The feedback was great and the town loved it. It was great for them. So we started growing it, and we started marching down the center of Matthews the, with a police escort, and then we did some walks with dogs, and we started doing more, and the vendors started growing, and the pet adoption started growing. So it began to evolve and take on a life of its own. Since 2009. Nine. Right. All right. I was told there'd be no math. Uh, 
14 years. 14 years? All right. There 14 years. All right. Um, and so what is the uh, – it's called Positively Matthews. By the way, if people want information, they can go to the uh, MatthewsNC.gov website, Town of Matthews. That's their website, MatthewsNC.gov. Um, so what does it now look like for this year? Yeah, this year – is going to be fantastic. So we've got over 40 vendors coming in, in Stumptown Park. We take out the dogs are only allowed in the park one day a year. Oh, is that right? And it's that day. So there'll be about 40 vendors, as I said. There'll be a beer garden. There'll be a live band. There's a live band coming from 12 to 2, the Shelly Ruffin Trio. There will certainly be pet adoption there. There will be food trucks. There will be a uh, lots of different things to do. But the big highlight of that event and what this event benefits is the canine officers for the town of Matthews. They put on, and you remember this last it. year, Pete, the the exhibitions they put on. What was your impression? I was terrified that they were going to come <laughs> over and start sniffing around my pockets. I was like, they're like this is our drug-sniffing dog. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do I have any cash on me? That Because, you know, like everybody's got cash. That's not true. But cash has all sorts of drugs on it. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that's what that would be my story. No, I'm kidding. But um, that was yeah. They do the the drug and they do a weapons thing too, right? Didn't they show a they did a weapons demonstration that the dog sniffed that out? And then there was like the guy got the big arm, the puffy arm, and the the dog attacks him. Yeah, jumped in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come through the window of the car and got this guy out. That was just I just I couldn't believe it. It yeah. was amazing. Right. Also, you didn't mention the daredevil dogs. Daredevil yes. dog, sorry, daredevil dog, daredevil dogs. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah, like those, they were they were super entertaining as well. Frisbees yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. I MC the event and have every year. It is just a blast for me. And my son, of course, still comes. He's 30 years old. He's there. That's great. And I love having him there. Um, you've got uh, the schedule here is up at the website. It starts at 10 a.m. Stumptown Park, right? Mm-hmm. 10 a.m. And then it looks like. Um, like the program is run on kind of half hour intervals, it looks like, right? Where uh, ten thirty, you got the welcome, the beer pavilion opens, the and then eleven o'clock, you got the frisbee show. Eleven thirty, then you got the canine show. Um, then you've got twelve o'clock, the uh, Shelley Ruffin Trio performs. Um, so and then you kind of cycle it all back through again, it's like a, a twofer. So you can stay and see it all. Uh, right. Through the throughout the whole event, or if you can't make it between ten thirty and noon, you're you're not going to miss anything because it'll be the other uh, the other half of the event. Yeah, and there's forty vendors that are there that are providing a variety of services. We'll be there. Jameson Realty will be there. We're always excited about that, and we've got great giveaways this year. But you learn so much from the people that are there. I mm. mean, they do. If you bring your dog, I think there's one of the vets typically does the free chipping mm. of the dogs, and they just have great information and great things to offer. Yeah. Um, so also, you want to give a shout out to the the various uh, sponsors here. Um, let's see. I'm looking. Oh, I don't have my glasses on. I'm officially old. I'm trying to look at this, and the <laughs> lo- I can't read the logos there too. Well, obviously, the police department of Matthews. Yes. Uh, Hollywood Feed. I'm yeah. seeing Skyla Credit Union. Yeah, there's people there from them. Poop. And Poop 911 is there. There you go. They're always there. They clean they clean up the mess. They're there to take care and scoop up the joy. I did hear that they do very well at this event. You might say they clean up at it. That's sorry, oh. terrible. Oh. It's terrible. Passionate Paws Animal Hospital as well. Mm-hmm. Um you can get the uh, a list of all the vendors. It's all at matthewsnc.gov. Um are other animals allowed at this event? 
besides just dogs? It, I really think it's a dog day in the park. All right, uh, all right. And if you have a cat that you can't let go of, it might not have very much fun no. at this event. But it is a dog day in the park. They take over. It's their day. I was just thinking, like, my pet squirrel. I think my pet squirrel, just let it off the leash, let it run around in the park. I think that'd be fine. I would <laughs> enjoy observing that from a distance. Um <laughs> All right. Anything else on the event here that you'd like to uh, add that you uh, you think is important or interesting for people to know before we move on to the uh, to the more uh, I don't know business related stuff? Well, I think uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to the town of Matthews. Mm-hmm. They have been there with me almost since the very beginning. A woman by the name of Leanne Moore puts this together with her staff and the volunteers. It's a great time. I'm thankful to my staff for being there. They help out every year, and we look to have some fun. I'm excited. It's my favorite day of the year. Positively, Matthews, it's on Saturday, November 4th, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. in uh, Stumptown Park, Matthews. It's free for people to go in. You don't need to pay to get in. You just walk on over. Come on. Yeah, bring the dogs. Have them on a leash, but bring the dogs. And check out all sorts of uh, great merchandise and, uh, and services and products uh, that are offered to you, and uh, it goes from, again, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. Uh, this Saturday. So I'm going to read a couple of headlines here. So let's start. This is uh, from uh, Daily Caller. There's a huge warning sign that the housing market could be headed for trouble, uh, citing mortgage applications reaching their lowest level since 1996. Home building collapses as market struggles. That's from Newsweek. And this from NBC News. Saving money to buy a house? Your dollar goes half as far as it did at the end of 2020. Right. So, all right, talk me off the ledge. All right. So, <laughs> so I wasn't a very good student in school, Pete. I went to public school, but I listened one day. I remember. I don't know why. Maybe I had a good breakfast. But I listened one day in class, and it was about supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, first of all, if you look at some weird things that underlie this, the August numbers came out year over year. From August last year to August this year, home prices have gone up 5%. Hmm. Interesting. From one year, a one-year increase. Right. And if you look at the last 20 to 30 years, the average interest rate over the last 20 years was 7.65%. Okay. Interest rates right now today are in the upper sevens. On a 30-year fixed mortgage, you know, relatively conforming conventional conventional mortgage. But that one day I listened, there was this thing called supply and demand. And the one thing I learned that day in that moment of listening was this. When supply is up, prices go down. When supply is down, prices go up. And right now, we have a supply a severe shortage of supply. Now the builders, the cost of money for them has gotten to be so expensive. It's very difficult for them to build multiple houses at the same time because houses do take a little bit longer to sell than they did a year or two ago. Is that due to interest rates? It's due somewhat to interest rates and also the, the availability of inventory that's out there Mm. and the affordability. So the, the buyer pool has shrunk. But the inventory levels have shrunk even more. How many people now have a mortgage below 3% or 3.5%? A ton, right? 
that are out there right now that bought homes or refinanced a couple years ago. Yeah. They don't want to sell. Right. That's the position that, yeah, that we're in. We bought two years ago. Right. My mortgage is two and seven eighths or something like that. I ain't going to get rid of that mortgage, right? Yeah. So those people that normally might move are going, you know what? I'm not really ready to move right now. But those that are moving can see this. Even though the rates are higher right now, Pete, the challenge that they're going to face when rates finally do settle back down into the fives or low sixes, which is a real thing that will happen at Mm -hmm. some point, you know, is going to be that demand that's been sitting on the sidelines is going to come running to the line and prices of houses are going to skyrocket. When that is, I can't tell you. Is it only a year? I don't know. I was going to say, if you knew that, then I would also ask you for some winning lottery ticket numbers. <laughs> that would be nice, if, too. If and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, That's right? right. Yeah, uh, you can catch more of Paul's insight on his show. It's on Saturdays from 2 to 3 right here on WBT. You can also get the podcast at WBT.com. Paul Jamison, host of Your Real Estate Today. Paul, always good to see you, buddy. Thank you much uh, for coming in. Thanks for having me, friend. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Alrighty, so new home construction in the United States went down uh, in August to a three-year low, according to data released. Uh, high mortgage rates, increased cost of labor, price of building homes. It's taken a toll on the industry. I will say, though, like I live in a neighborhood that they are still building. Um, they're, uh, the builders do, and I want to say it's like 150 homes or so in this other section, this other phase that they're doing. And they're still like, they're still selling them. Boom, boom, boom. As soon as like they're, they're breaking ground and they're getting sold and they're doing closings. And so it's, it's all still moving, but the, the house prices keep climbing. That's what it seems like. But the houses that do get listed in my neighborhood, at least they seem to move very fast. There was one like a block away or so. And it, it listed um, like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and it's already sold. Like they were moving out this weekend. <laughs> so housing starts, homes that builders would build, dropped by more than 11%. Housing starts are at like 1.28 million in August compared to July. They were down nearly 15% from the same time in 2022. A decrease in multifamily home construction was also a big factor in the decline as they slumped by more than one quarter. Multifamily. Single-family homes also experienced a downturn, falling by more than 4%. Alicia Huey, chairman of the National Association of Home Builders, the NAHB, or as I call it, the NAHB, 
High mortgage rates above 7% combined with low resale inventory and higher home prices are slowing housing production. The knob blamed the decline on ballooning mortgage rates despite high demand for new homes, making the industry pessimistic about the future of rates coming down anytime soon. It's almost like it's almost like all that free money and tuition comes at a cost. And that cost is your first home. <laughs> yeah. You want all of the, the, the stay home for COVID money and you want all of the student loans forgiven and you want government to do all these things. They got to, you know, they got to turn on the printing machine. It goes and uh, when it does. Yeah. You got to soak up the you got to you got to get the money back out of the economy. And that means higher interest rates, inflation like. The NAHB pointed out that compared to last year, single-family and multifamily starts are down nearly 23% up in the Northeast. They're down about 14% in the Midwest. They're down about 16% in the West. And here in the South, they're down 9%. So of all the regions, we're the least worst. (laughs) So yay us. Who's our winner? Do we know who our winner was? John from Statesville. John from States. Wait a minute. Is he related to John from, from Charlotte or from Monroe? No. Yes. Okay. Different John altogether. Different John. Okay. I just okay. want to make sure. Just a reminder: you cannot win a contest if you've won uh, less than thirty thirty days, days prior. There you go. So just a heads up, people. That's it. Standard disclaimer. <laughs> you should have said that way faster, because that's how you're supposed to do it when you're running those disclaimers. Well, you do that post production. Right, you have to speed it up post. Because I can't say it that fast. That's true. I have mush mouth. You're no John Muschita. I don't know who that is. The, really? No. Oh, okay. You have to tell me. This and- is the guy. <laughs> yeah, he spoke. This this was all. This guy was huge in, I guess, what was it, late 80s? And what do they call him? The fastest mouth from the mouth of the South? No, that was that was the wrestling agent. No, but he was like this super fast speaking guy. It was nuts. You need to look him up. John Muschita. Late 80s. That's probably why I don't know. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, he was he had a career, and his whole career was speaking things very, very fast. I'll look it up right now. So fast, like, censors couldn't keep up with him. So, yeah, like, he could slip stuff in there. Same with, uh, by the way, uh, Robin Williams. They used, Yeah, they used to have to run his stuff through multiple censors because he spoke so fast. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, With high mortgage rates sending buyers to the sidelines and a nationwide shortage of 1.5 million units, Huey says, quote, we need to increase the housing supply to get the market back into balance to meet the pent-up demand for when market conditions improve. That's what Paul Jamison was just talking about. Next up, this is from the Daily Caller. Um... The combination of low demand and low supply could spell trouble for the housing market. Joel Griffith, a research fellow uh, at the Heritage Foundation, said the decline in mortgage applications reflects the reality that the income for many families simply cannot shoulder the mortgage payments of a new home, given the combined impact of sharply higher mortgage rates combined with the surge in home prices. They just can't afford it. This gets to... Let me jump over to piece at NBC News. 
A tough market for home buyers keeps getting tougher as the combination of rising prices and climbing mortgage rates makes it even harder to afford a home. In spite of these challenges, people are still buying homes. About 4 million are on track to sell this year, but to a shocking extent, rising mortgage rates and the shortage of homes for sale, which feeds rising prices and bidding wars, it has weakened their financial position. People today are borrowing significantly more money for homes at much higher interest rates than just a few years ago. Overall, a home buyer's dollar goes about half as far as it did at the end of 2020. As I said, printing machine goes, and everybody pays the hidden tax of inflation. Let me begin uh, with Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to Ralph. We literally just said we're going to get to you. That's all right. You know me. I'm anything but unprepared. Um, speaking of houses, as we were, as I was, uh, during the, uh, the last segment there, there is a house that just sold $3.2 million purchased by an art collector, Tina Trahan. She says she has uh, no regrets, even though it is the worst investment ever as far as property investments go. I'll tell you in a minute why. Let's get Ralph. He's back. Ralph is back. Hello. Hello, Ralph. Hey, Pete. Hey. uh, Two of our clients in our company are big regional home builders through the South Carolina, North Carolina, and both of them have mortgage companies, and they're still able to offer people with good credit scores, you know, four and a half, five percent interest rates and stuff. And I think that's the niche they have going on on selling these new homes as compared to seven and a half to eight percent through a bank and stuff. They have their own internal mortgage writing operation. So does that correct? But, but don't they still have to comply? Remember, we heard um, a couple months ago that uh, people. Uh, that there was going to be some uh, redistribution, some equity uh, kind of redistribution going on with people who had good credit, subsidizing people with bad credit? Yeah, I, I mean, if you had like a, a over, what was it, 640 or something like, on, on a $400,000 loan, you were in, in, going to end up paying for somebody else's loan $14,000. And that's, that is ludicrous. I, I can't imagine that that is not in the court system somewhere being challenged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. I don't, um, I not, uh, I, I mean, I bought houses that were under construction two times now, brand, you know, new built homes, and they had like a preferred lender, but they, I, they were not in shop, you know, they weren't in house. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, Ralph, I appreciate it, man. Uh, all right, man. Have a great all right, day. Yeah, you too. See ya. Um, yeah, I just wonder if they have if there are different rules that apply if you're doing it yourself. That's interesting. All right, so this house, three point two million dollars, purchased by Tina Trahan, an art collector, uh, and and uh, none of the appliances work. She admitted though that she has no intentions of selling the property, even though none of the appliances work. She said, "quote When I was buying it, I wasn't thinking, oh, it was a good investment." When I buy art, it's because I love the art. It's not because, oh, I'm going to make money on this. If you're going to make money in art, you have to sell it. But I buy art, and then I don't sell it. 
I mean, you can't argue with that philosophy, right? This property is located in Los Angeles. And it was used for the exterior shots on the Brady Bunch. It's the Brady Bunch house. It was initially bought, well, the exterior was the Brady Bunch house. It was initially bought in 2018 for $3.5 million by HGTV. The network then spent about $2 million to renovate it. So the interior perfectly replicated the sitcom. And they made it a very Brady renovation. I had no idea. I had no idea that they were doing this at the time. 2019 television series, a very Brady renovation. Trahan purchased the home from HGTV for $3.2 million. It's about 9% less than what the network purchased it for. Quote, never will I ever touch one thing in the house. I was telling somebody, if you even bring a flat screen TV into the house, it's no longer the Brady Bunch. There's a lot of value in this for a lot of people that care about it. And HGTV put in a lot of time and effort and a lot of money to make the house the way it is. And I find that incredibly valuable. Trahan says she has a deep desire to uh, had a deep desire to buy the house after having grown up watching the show. Well, yes, of course. Like, why else would you buy it? You're not buying it. You said to, you're not buying it to make any money. You're not buying it to sell it. So, yes, the only other reason to buy it was that you have some personal affectation for it. Or affection, actually. It's affectation's different meaning altogether. I was on a roll. What can I say? Trahan explained that uh, any changes made to the house uh, to make it livable would take away from what she considers to be artwork. Instead, she's going to use it for charity. This is very Indiana Jones of her, isn't it? Right? Like, it belongs in a museum! Right? Except minus, like, the running away from the large rocks or, like, having someone rip your heart out uh, with their bare hands. Uh, besides that stuff, I, I wish I could give you a more recent uh, reference, but I, have, I didn't watch the latest movie because I heard it, it was terrible. And I did watch the fourth one, and it was terrible with Shia LaBeouf. That guy who's supposed to be, spoiler alert, Indiana Jones's son. Did you ever see that one? Not good. Not good. That's what was kind of weird when the latest indie movie came out and everybody was talking about, you know, oh, finally we've got another Indiana Jones movie after the three. And it's like everybody just ignored the fact that they did another movie there. It was so bad, like everybody just forgot about it, that it was done. Anyway, uh, she plans to use it for charity. Says that would be a huge revenue stream for charities. Uh, she doesn't exactly know how yet. I think that's like step two, question mark, question mark, step three, make money. I, I think that's the plan. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>